good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever it is that you are hearing my voice. It is that time of the weekend. Welcome to another episode of the Apple Tech Facts. I am your host, Josh Linen. Joined us with me as always, Mr. Seth Cruz, aka Mr. Brilliant. And I call him that because he is about 100 times smarter than me, no exaggeration. Seth, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for that great intro. <laughs> well, you know, it came from the heart, and I hope that you and the listeners felt that because that's really what I think. The holidays have are starting to wind down. It's the day after Christmas, so there's a ton of you out there that have got new Apple devices, whether it be a new MacBook or new iPhone or iPad, and that's going to be our deep dive is, okay, what's next? What comes next? What, what should you do? What shouldn't you do? That type of thing. But getting right into tonight's episode, Seth, what's new with you? Yeah, for the holidays, let's see. So a couple of the kids have new HomePod minis. And I played around with shortcuts a little bit. And I set up, I said uh, maybe last episode or a few episodes ago that One of the most important things about a smart home is automations. And I went through and set up a couple new automations around the house for different things. And one of them, I I couldn't help myself. I had to sneak a Star Wars reference in there. So my HomePod says, oh, thank the maker, you're home. So anyway, (laughs) uh, that's a... A, th- a throwback or a call out to a comment made by C-3PO for you non-Star Wars fans out there. So anyway, gotcha. that's that's what's new with me. Been been kind of excited for the 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 two new HomePods because those come with six months of free Apple Music. There you go. That's you, go. you know with the advances in you know Apple Music that they're trying to make, and I imagine that that's going to be. Well, I don't imagine because I know the facts that all of the colors were non-existent here in Lincoln when it comes to those whole pod minis. So there's a lot of you that got them out there and, you know, the whole voice activated only uh, playlists and updates that Apple did for the voice plan. You know, that's something that probably a lot of people probably got as well was like that 12 month like free subscription or 12 paid for like a 12 month subscription to a voice only plan for apple music and you know that's a nice little start to the apple ecosystem if you're brand new to it in my opinion but anywho not getting too far away from you know from all that we can i'll get into more on that here in a little bit but as far as you know what's you know new with me I am a little bit deeper into the Apple ecosystem myself as I did get an Apple Pencil, uh, the first generation for my iPad. I felt like it was something I was missing and boy do I feel whole again and I feel like I'm I feel a little more complete. <laughs> as yep. sad as that is, you know, cuz I got my Magic Mouse 2 plus the Bluetooth keyboard and the iPad and that's pretty much my daily driver as far as, you know, producing this podcast is concerned and promoting it besides my iPhone. Sure. Plus these AirPod Pros, so I feel great about that. Also got you know the Ring, home uh, the Ring doorbell. I know it's not HomeKit enabled, but you know I, it was something that we needed in the neighborhood that you know that we live in. So I'll, I'll work on getting that put up um, and installed here in the next day or two. 
and then also got the Logitech Circle View outdoor camera. Yes. So I got that. I know that is out. I know that is HomeKit enabled. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to put that up yet or not. And with the doorbell, I don't think that I'm gonna need it just yet. But we'll see. And either way, I'm excited. So I might just wait till we, you know, Candace and I buy a house. Hopefully next sure. year. So, uh, getting into it, guys. Quick news rundown. And this should not be a surprise. The first thing here is that Apple doubled its market share for the smart home speaker uh, last year. If my memory serves me correctly, they had, at the end of uh, the previous year, I think it was 1%, and they doubled it to 2%, which isn't exactly a huge deal one you know one whole percent but it's doubled it's more of a headline kind of thing i think but i think what it does do is it signals a uh it sends a uh a signal out there that hey there are a lot of people that are starting to get into the home pod minis because of that friendly price point of just 99 dollars. it's a great way to start if you're especially if you're in the Apple ecosystem or just getting started in the Apple ecosystem where you just have an iPhone and then you want that home that smart home uh, device, whether it be like the light bulbs or you know the indoor cameras, outdoor cameras, and then the HomePod Mini, the HomePod Mini kind of seems to be that first purchase after the iPhone. If I'm not, uh, in my opinion, Seth, yeah. what do you think? Well, yes. So really, Amazon is the and Google are probably the two biggest market share hogs in the United States, as far as that's concerned. But surprisingly, you've got Alibaba and, and a lot of the Chinese market, right? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this, but uh, Xiaomi or Zami or however that is, and Baidu, those are all creators of smart speakers, in addition to Amazon, in addition to Google, and so, that there's really in in the United States, especially when you think about Amazon that pretty much dominates versus Apple to to see the to, to, to see that number even change at all seems incredible. What's really interesting that I found this year was let's take just the first quarter of 2021, right? And in there, in that first quarter, the Apple HomePod Mini accounted for something like over 90% of all of the U.S. U.S. smart speaker sales. So I really think that the market for Apple to target and break into would be the Chinese market. If they can do that with a smart speaker, they still have an up, uphill battle against against Amazon and Google, but I think they could really take over if they could figure out how to sell it. And selling, I will tell you, there was a reason that a couple of the new ones went to kids this year. The price is, you know, when it, when it was 350 bucks, it sounds fantastic, but it was not something you were gonna gift somebody. At a hundred dollars, yep. it's definitely much more of a giftable item. 
So I I do think that we're going to see these continue. I will say that color will continue to matter. Yep. And agreed. There's features like thread, which is another smart home type of technology that the HomePod Mini supports, but not the full big old school HomePod. So I just think that there's going to continue to be, you know, if they give away six months of Apple Music and sell them for, you know, $100, I, I think they'll continue. The, the thing is that Google and Amazon are, are selling them for 20 30 40 bucks. So, you know, yeah. until, you, until you get under 50 bucks for a speaker, I think there are going to, there's just a difference. But I saw a great... A, a great interview with Steve Jobs where basically they said, you know, are are you looking to overtake PC? And he said, you know what, we're, we're here to make uh, items that we're proud of, that we, that we really would be happy to recommend to friends and family. And there are just products out in the marketplace today that we we wouldn't want to recommend to friends and family yep. that we wouldn't be proud of. And so there's just certain things we won't do. I think that's a great example of why the HomePod stays at $100. Yep. Yep, I agree. And that's exactly what Steve Jobs was talking about. And this is a product of that, whether he had a hand in it or not. They and I love that about Apple is that they're always keeping that at the forefront, yeah. and you know, thankfully, you know, Tim Cook has decided to you know keep with that direction because they really do they stick to their word, and that says something about a company. Absolutely, and that's and that makes me want to you know be even more brand loyal. Yep. So anyway, you asked me what run. I thought. I'm I'm thinking you know these these smart speakers are great and i think a lot of people will enjoy enabling a smart home and you need you need the speaker to start that because it has the microphone to listen and read you stuff from siri and whatnot it's a great Mm -hmm. starting point and a great price point if they can get some of the chinese market holy cow yeah we're taking (laughs) off at that point but i think you know that magic number is fifty dollars so i know we're not going to see that which kind of i guess keeps the $99 price point for a, blue, for a smart home speaker as that luxury item. It does, Next it up, that, that wasn't really a quick news, so sorry we got into sorry that. It kind of ties in. It still ties into you know what we're going to talk about in our deep dive tonight, so I'm not even mad. Uh, next up, police investigate two alleged air attack stalking incidents. This should not be a surprise to anybody, and nor will it be the last time that we hear about this, but again, people are going to test the waters here, and that's why we always stress to you guys to make sure that you are fully aware of what is happening on your device and just don't dismiss those pop-ups that you see on your screen as nothing because if you stop for even 10 seconds and you think about it is this a legit notification this that i had no have set up or is this something that i know i didn't set up and now with all these air tags especially since they're only 29 dollars, anybody can get their hands on them and try to as we have talked about before, try to stalk you. No matter how much the anti-stalking mechanisms that Apple puts in place, they may 
put those in there, but they can't do it all. They can't do everything that's impossible to even ask of them. And releasing a, a product like this. That Samsung and Tile, they don't have anti-stalking features in their products. And Apple doesn't report on those. The only reason that there are police investigations is because Apple made their items alert you. So it's a good thing that they're alerting you. But be aware that the technology is out there and being careful, being aware is great. And you should, like Josh is saying, pay attention if your phone's alerting you. But it doesn't alert you to everything. So you just need to be aware, be careful of the things you do and where, you know, all of the things, just being aware that, that, that that's a, a possibility, I guess. Yep. Without going to the extreme of doing a sweep of your right. vehicle every time that you are about to get in it, checking like you would check for, uh, you know, a bomb or something like you would see in the movies type of situation. Yeah. I don't think we need to go to that level of extremes, but, but just again, like reason. Seth said, be alert. Yep, and just another good reason why Apple, they're looking out for people. They're trying to make a product that does one thing. They're trying to prevent it from being misused for something else. I think it's great. You know, it's yep. too bad that, that Samsung with their smart tile or whatever it's called, uh, smart tag and the tile that they don't you know being maybe with life 360 purchasing tile maybe that'll change but you know the they need to put they need to be thinking about people the misuse of their product like apple is and hopefully they all do so there you go yeah. we'll see in, in due time we'll see how right. how things evolve uh when it comes to this because you know apple does have a way at getting people to uh shift stances on things you know in the <laughs> past from what we've seen so Next up, Apple is beginning to close stores again due to uh, COVID-related reasons. This yep. should not be a surprise to to you, as uh, as we previously mentioned on the Quick News Rundown last week, where Apple was delaying returning to the office indefinitely because of the same reason. So you know it's not a joke out here, and so if apple of all people is taking it this level is seriously then you should too and i'm not surprised about this move at all judging from how things are currently going so keep an eye out for whatever uh region or country you're in i would check uh with the stores give the store your local store a call to see if they're going to be closing anytime soon or if maybe they're going to be cl- shifting their store hours to where they're maybe opening up an hour later closing two hours earlier something's like that so our uh one of the mcdonald's that i love to go to wasn't open for breakfast because they didn't have enough people so there's yep. lots of yeah checking the hours of operation actually calling because if you Google it. Uh, hours and times might not be right, so give them a call. Yep. Then, yep. Check on give the, the actual store call because that's where you're going to get the real information, uh, right. the most up to date information. You know, that's why I, I didn't say Google it. You that's know, right. for that reason, because yep. you know it's not going to be up to date. It's only when the my business app gets updated for the Google business. So, keep, just keep something in mind. Anywho, next up. There have been some charging issues with Apple Watch OS 8.3. Uh, 
when you're using a third-party charger where I guess it's not holding the charge or it's not charging correctly. What did you see about that, Seth? Right. I actually saw that if you had a third-party charger and the update happened somewhere overnight, middle of December, but people are noticing that their watches may not have been charging with the third-party device past 2%. So if your watch all of a sudden just quit working, quit charging, you can go back to the original charger that it came in the box with and you'll be fine. You can buy a new one from the Apple Store and it'll work fine. There's even word that the really expensive super nice char watch charge third party watch chargers probably charge it more than two percent but not to a hundred percent but the cheap ones that you would buy off of amazon almost certainly don't work now you know is this like like restoring the ability to change out your your screens on a iphone 13 you know, is is it on purpose? Is it on accident? I, you know, we don't know. I think, uh, but but that's definitely something to be aware of. It's been out for a while. There's going to be problems. Use an original charger for now if you have one. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait for a fix or for more updates to come. I don't know what I would do without my watch. I pay for things with my watch. I use it for alerts. My, my phone died, battery died earlier today, and I used my watch. So anyway, I, 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 I think a watch becomes a, a critical part of your life if you're using it for a lot of things. It'd be hard to go without for a while. So make sure you find a good way to keep it charged. You know, that's interesting that you said that because I literally have been thinking about this lately. I would say probably for the last... Mm, a good couple of weeks actually sure. and i thought about i was like how often am i out in public yeah to where you know i'm not hardly ever out in public like i barely go out in public anymore to you know i'll go to the dollar store or to uh the bottle shop you know down the store but or down the street but i don't go out like i used to not even nowhere near it and i used to be a quote-unquote social butterfly to where I was always out. And sure. that's just not the case anymore. And so I thought, I was like, I really don't need an Apple Watch. You sure. know, yeah, it would be nice to have, and I want one, but the value of it has decreased so much in the last couple of years that I feel like I could easily live my life without it. And... You know, it's definitely a lower priority now for me. But, you know, I can tell you this. I If I can find a good deal on one, then I'll definitely go and get one. There you go. Just because I only have, you know, certain things, you know, three or four things that I would use with it. So I don't need the Apple Watch Series 7 by any means. But, again, maybe the first generation Apple uh, Watch SE or a, or a Series 3. I don't know. We'll see. In due time. And, In you know, of course, time. I'll keep you In guys posted. Time. <laughs> uh, next up as we talked about on our previous episode with digital IDs now becoming a thing not only with Apple but with um, other people as well other states and stuff like that there's currently 30 states that are 
working on the digital IDs to where they're actually going to make them legal. Uh, Apple originally came out stating that they were they had a list of what nine states at the very beginning of launch for the digital IDs that were going to work with the Apple Wallet, and all of those same thirty states should be in line with you know what Apple wants. So I imagine that when Apple finally does launch the digital IDs for Apple Wallet, then. I think we're actually going to see more than those just initial nine. I think we're going to see those first 30. And of course, two states in the middle of the country, Nebraska, Kansas, are not on there. And why is that, Seth? Because they need to get Because we're the last to get everything. We're the last to get everything. Come on. Yes. But let's anyway. Because no excuses. No excuses. It'll happen. But yeah. I think it would make a lot time. of sense to have a digital ID system that was embraced by the majority of states, if not all. And, you know, I think that would go a long ways towards it, uh, rolling this out. If Apple, whatever, you know, whatever technology they're using, if it was something that works everywhere. I mean, you would have thought that there would be a more streamlined approach for the vaccination card adoption in, in the Apple wallet. And, and that's really not taking off. And, and it's all down to the fact that there's not a good way to get it in there. So figuring out how to make something trustworthy and not counterfeit and all of these things have to be worked out by people smarter than us, Josh. And when they do, we'll reap the benefits, hopefully. Yep. They just got to play the hurry up and wait game at this point. Hurry and up for, for people like us, it's hard. Yep. Because we, that is something that we would easily adopt and use on a daily basis. You know, just like we have with Apple Wallet and making our payments, whether it be with our Apple Watch or our phones. And that's something I use all the time. And, you know, I love using it like that because it's so convenient and quicker. And that's what the consumers want. So why not have, you know, the the digital IDs by now? I feel like we should have had it years ago, especially since I've had my car insurance through Progressive, the digital IDs. Nebraska is an approved state for that. I have my car insurance yep. card in my Apple wallet app and I've had to use it with the authorities with you know when you know my daughter got into an accident you sure. know I had it right there because who keeps a, co- a paper copy anymore of anything <laughs> it's just we're a different society than we were five years ago or even ten years ago and it's time that you know this is kind of I feel like the last piece of the puzzle so I am making, I guess, a plea out there to the United States of America, all 50 states, for crying out loud, get with it, get the digital IDs in place, and let's move on. There you go. And to something that's going to move society forward. Yes, sir. There. Soapbox over with. (laughs) Getting into our deep dive, guys, tonight. A lot of people out there got new Apple devices, whether it be their first device, whether it be like a new iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, MacBook, HomePod Mini, you know, 
lots of people got a lot of different things out there. So what we wanted to do was kind of comb through what we feel like you guys should do with not only your new devices and getting it set up, but also kind of go over what you to do with your old device. And that's where we'll start with tonight. Sure. First and foremost, you need to back up your old devices in the iCloud. 100%. I can tell you. You, you need to do it. It's, it's worth the time because if you do that, images, text messages, even your apps that you're used to, the layout of your screen, everything can move over. It doesn't have to, but it can yeah, this is something that I've kind of battled myself on in the past where, you know, I, like I've said in, I get it was a long time ago on the podcast, I guess at this point, where I factory reset my devices probably twice a year. You know, that's excessive. You don't need to do it that much. Once a year, maybe that's if and only if you're maybe running out of storage and that's where you know the decision comes into where are you at with your storage do you are do you find yourself running out of storage on your phone and then you just got a new device or a new ipad if so you may want to look at an option of recording or not recording i'm sorry look at the option of restoring is the word from factory new so restore up set it up manually you'll have to re-download all of your apps you'll have to download all of your apps again and then you'll have to sign into your apps again it's a whole tedious process but at the end of the day it's going to save you some storage if that is your biggest concern then i would recommend that option but if it's not a concern for you and it's not a top priority for you then like seth said Definitely want to make sure that you restore from iCloud. Well, I was going to say, when I buy a new new device, it has more RAM or whatever, more storage. I did see a really interesting thing where it talked about, you know, if you don't want to buy the, the, the backup for images, you know, you can uh, save them off onto a... SD card reader kind of a device that plugs into your phone and, and allows you to store everything off because a lot of what people are using their phones for is a camera and they end up with all of these images and it takes up tons of space and, and maybe they care about looking at them regularly maybe not I put them all into the iCloud and share them across the devices and I and I and I have yet to run out of space with 128 gig but that's not to say that you couldn't so yeah whatever you can do i just i love the backup option because literally when i switched over from one device to another i punched in my apple id my password i was on a wi-fi and said restore and i think within a half an hour 45 minutes everything had moved over all of my chats all of my notes all of my apps the only thing I had to retype in was like maybe the password to my Wi-Fi and a few other things, right? So yep. I, I think it's great. But but if you need to restore from a, a backup um, or, or, or choose not to, sorry, if you want to do like a factory restore or you're moving over from a device where you can't migrate for whatever reason, although Apple's made it really easy even for your your Android devices now, 
but if you if you can't or don't wish to you know just be aware that that there are some advantages uh, your your phone's going to run faster the battery's going to last longer all of that in part because it's new but also in part because it doesn't have all that other stuff floating around on it like a like converting over right from a backup does so yeah and Yep, and just to let you guys know, uh, and this is kind of my transition into, okay, now what to do with your old devices. Like I said, definitely back it up and make sure that you can restore your new device from that backup. Make sure it's recent because I know there's, for all you know, you could have downloaded, you know, one new app that is part of your everyday driver and process and now it's your go-to app of choice, and it's not in your backup because you don't have a backup that's recent. You know, and you should have a backup. I think every night is kind of the thing, the general rule on that, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And if you're switching over, I just thought of this, Josh, from an old phone to a new phone, and it has you swapping numbers and doing different things, don't do what I did and reset your phone to factory default to turn it off and stick it in the box to ship back <laughs> until you have that other phone fully set up and, and everything's good because otherwise it wants to send text messages to the old device, whatever. It, it's a whole, yep. it can be a nightmare scenario if you, if you don't leave them until it, you're absolutely done with the first phone, with, with, with the new phone to put the old one factory reset it erase everything before you send it in to one of those places to get money back or back to the phone company whatever it is holy cow make sure you've turned off the the iCloud uh, logged out of the Apple network whatever find my app find, find my, my app, app yep. turn the find my app off do all of those things activation lock turn it off everything before you wipe the phone before you go through that process because it's a it's a nightmare scenario yep. if you forget to do some of that stuff yep so. and i've been there with when i tried to reset my ipad and my iphone i did factory resets on them at the exact same time and i am those one of those people that's extra cautious and so i have two-factor authentication set up yep. so i can't even get into my devices if i don't uh, or logged into my devices or new device if i don't have my old one set up and thankfully at the time I still had my, I think what my, I think it was like my 2012 MacBook Pro, and yep. that saved me because if I didn't have that, then I wouldn't have been able to get signed in. And so a good, and, a good thing to think about is if you have an old device that you are not sure what to do with, leave it signed in to your iCloud to your Apple, and set it up as a secondary device. For those emergencies because then it can send an activation code to another device and then you can use that to get back into your primary so just throwing that out there if you can leave it logged in or whatever it could be just a wi-fi device doesn't have to have a sim card but if, yep. if, if you set that up as a secondary device that's registered to your account that's a great thing to have laying around Yep, absolutely. And which leads me to the next thing of if you are wondering how to back up your device or actually factory reset it, I actually 
put out there right before we started recording a how-to screen recording of how to factory reset your device. So I did that. I posted it to our IG account. It's at Apple Tech Facts Pod. And, or you can follow us on Facebook as well, at Weekly Tech Facts, I'm not, or Apple Tech Facts. You can find it either way. Yep. And Twitter, you could always follow us on Twitter for those types of things as well, on how-tos and stuff like that, or just general conversation at Apple Tech Facts. And I've put that out there in case you do um, decide to, you know, factory set, you got a new device set up, whatever. Now comes the question, what do I do with my old device? Yep. And first thing that I recommend doing is clean it, sanitize it, and then always, always, always keep the box and keep the chargers. Because what I have found through my extensive selling of electronics on Facebook Marketplace is that I can charge a pretty nice substantial markup price on my electronics if I still have the device, uh, the boxes and the chargers versus just the device itself. So keep your boxes, keep your chargers, and then after you factory reset your old device, clean it, sanitize it, throw it up on Facebook Marketplace or whatever, or Shopify, let go, whatever it is out there that you guys use for your e-commerce platforms. I recommend sticking with a platform that you are familiar with and only do local pickup only or meet in public. Two big things here because then you don't have to worry about seller fees. That's why I'm so huge on Facebook Marketplace is because I don't have to worry about seller fees. I can do local pickup only. I don't have to worry about shipping if I choose not to. And after I got social engineered out of my iPad Pro, I will never ship again. So that's less worries. And then you could always meet up in public. Yep. And you know, and and I do meet up in public. I've had a couple of people come to my place, but most of the time I like to pick a a place that's close to me, but closer to me than the half point is for them, I guess. Yeah. You know, and if they really want it, they'll come get it, you know. But again, meet in public place is kind of the big thing here. And then you'll be surprised at the amount of money that you could get because you have the box and the chargers versus if you didn't. And then that may be the difference between, who knows, paying off a whole entire brand new device or purchasing a HomePod mini that you paid for. And didn't have to come out of pocket for or an Apple watch or, or AirPods third generations. And I have a friend actually that just got some AirPods third generation. So I'm going to talk to her about how she feels about them. And I don't think she's ever had AirPods before just to kind of get her brand new user experience with the AirPods. Different conversation, different day. Sorry. Next up with your setting up your new devices guys the first thing that i would recommend doing is either completely turning off background app refresh or switching it to wi-fi only now if you don't care about your battery life and you're not on your phone all the time then you know by all means keep it on wi-fi plus cellular and whenever you go to load an app it's going to load 
extremely quickly, but your battery is going to drain just as fast. It's going to drain twice as much, I would say, you know, if you were to keep that on. Uh, my Me personally, I kind of sit in the middle there where I have mine set up to background after fresh on Wi-Fi only. I so only if I'm good. on, you know, you know, it it's kind of a nice balance with maintaining my battery health and with loading my apps in a timely manner. And I was actually watching a YouTube video last week on by uh, Apple Insider. I'm yep. a huge fan of theirs and everything. But the, I want to throw this out there as a tip as well that the technology has came so far from, let's say, even the iPhone 7 or the iPhone 8 to where... You don't have to, you literally don't have to ever close out your apps. Right. Just leave them sit. Because the time that it takes to load your apps is reload your apps again after you've swiped up and closed all of your apps about. And I'm really bad at this still. I'm trying to get away from it. But the technology is caught up to the point where it's actually more harmful to your, your phone's battery or your device's battery to have to close out all of your apps. It's more harmful to close all your apps and reload them that is just to let them stick there in background app refresh and that's because it has to use more power to load them back up versus keeping yep. them there yep yep so that's a and, good tip you know keep them yeah don't don't worry about it but changing it to wi-fi only that makes a lot of sense i, I think that's a great thing to mention you know just as a general tip for anybody brand new to this to the uh apple ecosystem Yep, and that's another kind of extension of that is too is something that I is along the same lines of of letting your phone die down to you know zero percent before you recharge it. That is actually more harmful to your phone now, and more harmful to your battery than that it was before. Where that would be the only way to get high, the utilization uh, or maximum optimization out of your battery. Well now it's the complete opposite to where it's actually more harmful so don't let your devices um you know get, get down, down to zero percent right you know but there is also such a thing as overcharging so if you're charging your battery every single time that it hits 80 percent yeah don't then that you're overcharging wait till, you're, wait till it's at 30 20 15 percent i mean i I let it run down, but don't. Yeah, you know, I think I think there's a magic number in science that says somewhere in the twenty-eight twenty range is is optimal, and then stopping at eighty, which is why so many of those quick chargers trickle the last mm -hmm. five, ten, fifteen, twenty percent, is because it's really not hard on a battery between twenty and eighty. So, you know, whatever, just keep your battery charged enough to use it. Uh, if you're going on a trip, of course, topping it off is a is a good idea, but you don't yep. have to worry about letting it run all the way to zero either. So that's a great great suggestion yep. there, Josh. Yep. And last for our tips for tonight, and it's just because it's something that I have a high utilization for personally, and if it wasn't for this one thing, I would promise you i would be going crazy and it's focus modes apple just introduced this in ios 15 and i gotta tell you it's my most used feature out of everything 
and it's amazing it syncs across all devices so that was maybe kind of i would say the third thing i would do when setting up your brand new iphone or ipad mac set up your focus modes what types of notifications do you want to receive because you can you can set them up to people specific to where only people are your favorites or you can get app specific we should, where we you only get notifications. A deep dive into focus mode and talk about our our ideas for that because there's so much that you can talk about with focus mode. Yep, and we'll and we will, you know, we'll get into focus modes on a deep dive. I think that's a fantastic idea now that I think about it. And, you know, Seth and I have two different uses for the focus app. Wildly. And and it's crazy to me. But then again, it just goes down to what are you okay with getting a notification at any point in time during the day? Yep. So we'll get into that maybe on the next episode, guys. And, you know, what focus modes we have. Do we have more than one? When do we use one versus the other? And sure. with, you know, that being said, Seth, you know, I don't have anything else. What about you? I got, I got a question for you, Josh. Got an answer for you. Okay. Well, do you know how the elves clean Santa's sleigh the day after Christmas? How do the elves clean Santa's sleigh the day after Christmas? Yep. I got no clue. They use Santa-tizer. Santa-tizer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. And it's appropriate. So job Yo. well done on that one, sir. I Thank you. Round of applause. <laughs> if I had a Rodecaster Pro, I would hit the button for a round of there applause you for you, sir, on that one. But Thank I don't. Uh, we don't need one at this point, but maybe down the road we'll get one. Who there knows? You. All right, guys, as always, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us uh, ramble and talk about the things that we love when it comes to the Apple ecosystem. As always, please go leave that review on iTunes. Help us climb these charts so that we could get more um, influence across the board and get this, get more people this information that we feel like they, they need and they are not getting. So thanks again. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>